Welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of the Cinema Soundtrack Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Gretchen. Today, we are finally all caught up. This is the last episode we have to record. This is dropping a little later in the day, Saturday. I know this last week, guys, you guys gotten through the entire sequel trilogy. Entire sequel trilogy. But after this, we're all caught up. We're all caught up. Um, Episodes will be going back dropping weekly for the rest of the season. We got Solo next week. You guys, be excited. you guys should be looking forward to that. And that's um, the last Star Wars we have to do. After that, uh, we are we will have finished the Star Wars 11 film saga. The saga is all over now. And uh, I'll be doing The Fellowship of the Ring. And then The Sorcerer's Stone. And then we'll be ending the season uh, the way we started season one. Talking about an Avengers score with uh, Avengers Endgame by Alan Silvestri. I'm super excited to talk about that. But right now we're talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story composed by Michael Giacchino from uh, 2016. The first of the Star Wars spinoff films. Uh, So yeah, let's get into it. Of course, full spoilers ahead for the film. But, you know, guys, let's just get right into this soundtrack. So, yeah, this is the first Star Wars to ever not have the opening, crawl the opening titles. Um, you know, I'm kind of fine with that with, with the spinoff movies. You guys just think about this. Like, Michael Giacchino had, he, he only had four and a half weeks to do this soundtrack. Because... We also had a, uh, who was it? Oh uh, yeah, it was originally by a- Alexander Duplass, who composed uh, the last two Potter films. He was originally signed on to do the soundtrack, and uh, he left. He was fired. Uh, he was just fi- fired again from a Disney project. Uh, Black Widow. In theaters November 6th, 2020, the entire Mar- Marvel slate was mo- moved around because of the pandemic, the global... I should probably just call this the current situation. Uh, but yeah, so now we have... Who, who is doing... The, let me just check on this, guys, for a second. Let me just check who's doing the score for Black Widow. Uh, Blackwood score will be com- will be composed by Lauren Balf. Lauren Balf. Let's see what else has he done. I don't know. I've never I I am not very familiar with his work. Oh, The Dark Knight, like a movie two, Bad Boys for Life. Mission Impossible Fallout. So, 
a lot of these that I've heard about haven't actually seen yet. Lego Batman movie. Yeah, so he's done stuff, it seems. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does with this. I'm very excited to see. ride ahead about this he only had four and a half weeks to do this he did an amazing job this one is actually one of my favorite of course Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars film um, this one my favorite soundtracks right up there with uh, you know A New Hope Empire Strikes Back The Force Awakens um no it's, it's very good he did a great job hopefully he comes back to do the uh, Cassie Andor prequel series for, for Disney Plus. That's something I would really like to see. Just see, um, you know, the same, just see that level of, you know, like, working. Have the same, like, having M Michael Giacchino after doing the film, have him do the, um, series, the prequel series. a great job of seeing uh, of, of making the just the death troopers seem much more menacing uh, he did do like an entire new uh imperial theme it's so hard to get away from just how iconic the imperial march is
looking for a long ride ahead of us. I kind of really don't like how they did the in like the title. It doesn't look good. The Wobani Imperial Labor Camp. Fun fact, if you rearrange the letters in Wobani, you get Obi-Wan. kind of much very hopeful mm. trust goes both ways you when Really, just when Cassian and Jen are meeting for the first time. Force them in here. Get a little bit of saws theme in here. Uh, another thing that um, Michael Giacchino does with his scores is he always gives them he always gives them uh, like puns. They're all puns. Uh, they're in the track list. They're not on the actual track, but uh, they're on there. Um, so track one, he's come for us, is a chronic condition. Uh, track two is Jin and Scarret. Uh, track three, the Wobani Imperial Lit Labor Camp is Jin Carcerated. 
This one, which we just ended, tr trust goes both ways, is going to seesaw. When has become now that new Death Star smell? That's <laughs> really funny. I, 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 I like that. That's, that's good. The, let's talk about Tarkin for a second. Tarkin, originally played by uh, Peter. Oh, I don't remember. I'm totally blanking right now, guys. Uh, I actually have the Rogue One, the art of book, right here. Let's see if this can. Oops, sorry about that. Let's see if this can save us. This, some of this art stuff in these books is really, really fantastic. Get these full page spreads right here. Now we get the new Imperial Suite. Page 63. And this is Jetta Arrival. The so Jetta Callsaw. It's a play on the uh, AMC series Better Call Saul. The uh, spinoff of Breaking Bad. This is the uh, Jin Erso Hope Suite. This is Jin's theme. I can't find it, so I'm just gonna resort to the internet. Oh. But Tarkin, you know, the actor, uh, he passed in 1994. So they used Guy Henry. Uh, to you know, just and then they just CGI his face over his. It, look, it, it looked alright. It looked fine. Just the more that you watch the film, the more it looks like an unnatural. Peter Cushing. It's Peter Cushing. Yes, he passed in 1994. And uh, you know, it was Guy Henry who who portrayed him in Rogue One. Very, very similar to what he had. Uh, it, it, 
of course, you know, they got permission from the family, because that's something you'd have to do in order to have, you know, people, you know, be these, to, in order for these actors to be there forever. And I want to see how, and I'm curious how that's going to inspire filmmaking moving forward. Jetta City Ambush, when ambush comes to shove, when push comes to shove. No, you can tell that it's not John Williams, but I'm totally fine with that. Not everything has to be John Williams. If we can't escape the shadow of John Williams, we're just going to be reusing these, this music from the Skywalker Saga forever. And I don't think we need to do that. I think it's perfectly fine to, you know, let Star Wars grow. Let the Saga Girl people get to work on the saga grow. Phase people in and out. You know, it's it's also crazy because you know, Jitino was just coming off a of production of Doctor Strange, just released m like a month before Rogue One. So he, right after scoring that, he had to go right into working on Rogue One. You know, when you look at John Williams with Empire, only had a few weeks to score Empire, but he all but he already knew that he was coming on for uh, The Empire Strikes Back. So he was able to, like, for, you know, for, like, three years, he was able to, like, think about these mu mu musical cues, like, what, like, he's just scribbling stuff down. And no, I'm, I'm not saying that Michael Giacchino is better than Williams. I think that they're both very different composers and, obviously, they have different musical tones. So... And I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just I'm not trying try, trying trying to say that Will, that Michael Giacchino had it harder than Williams did. That Williams that there's more heart in Giacchino's score for Rogue One. 
That's not what I'm saying at all. This is the Stardust track, which is Urs Ofacto. And this is the music when, during the Death Star test on Jetta, and Janicing the message from Galen. It's a very sweet moment. It's just the piano. Just to show that the man who's in this message is not the same man that's killing, that created the weapon that killed all these people in Jetta City. It's happening right now as the message is playing. And then we get this much darker theme right here. This is, uh, sorry, this, uh, this is Confrontation on Edu. The joke name for this track is Go, go do that Edu that you do so well. Mm-hmm. 
Jin's just reunion with her father was just such a touching moment. And then, fortunately, the rebellion comes in. He's gonna, gonna get to say goodbye for a little bit. Really, not at all. You get this a lot. You get this. Dun, dun, dun. Get, you get that so many times here. And it's all building up to this. Right here. This is, I think, the longest track in the entire film. It's eight minutes long. No, it's the longest one. Second longest one is Jin Erso and Hope Suite. It's about six minutes long. Sweet. And this is the reunion with 
between Jin and Galen. He tells her that he's proud of her. And Jachin just scores this so well. Scores this entire movie so well. Like, not just anyone can score a Star Wars movie. Because you know that no matter what you do, you're going to be compared to the great John Williams. the hope theme statement here for the theme as Jin decides that she's going to be rebel now because she spent the entire movie so far like saying that she's going to run she's going to run she makes the choice not to she makes the choice to fight Aspirations. Have a choke and a smile. Have a coke and a smile. This is the play on that. Dios Irae, kind of like a day of reckoning. Return of Lord Vader. We've not seen on the big screen in 11 and a half years at this point. <laughs> Get the Imperial Motif from New Hope and the Imperial March. I'll point those both of those out. Chief, remember that from A New Hope. Mm 
here's the Imperial March. First time we've gotten that in the film. It's Darth Vader's thing. You have to have Vader summon Vader's on the screen. statement of the of the imperial motif Sounds a bit like uh, the Quora Ratama from uh, Phantom Menace. Kind of a new take on the Imperial March right here. Rebellions are built on hope. That would be Urso in vain. Dios Irae. This was Disney's fourth film in 2016 to reach $1 billion after Captain America Civil War, Zootopia, and finding Dory.
This is Rogue One, the track Rogue One. Takes one to Rogue One. Now we get a bit of the Force theme. the force theme. Here's cargo shuttle SW0608, which is world's worst vacation des de de destination, which is funny because Scarif is actually kind of a beautiful like, beach planet. Very tropical. I probably want to go to Scarif, except for the fact you know it's destroyed and the Empire took it over. Mm-hmm. 
right here it's very, you know, spy kind of stuff. Scrambling the rebel fleet. Scarif tactics. Saturn Awards, this, talking about the awards now for the, just the, uh, music, uh, Saturn Awards, uh, June 20th, 2017, nominated for Best Music, uh, did not win. ACT Assault. Bazed and confused. That's funny. Sound mixing, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like this. Um, for an Academy Award, February 26, 2017. Again, it was only not nominated and did not actually win. Sadly. fanfare in there.
Looking at the um, Empire Awards right now. Looking at their best uh, best soundtrack. Looking for Star Wars, of course. Yeah, no, nothing for that. The Master Switch. This uses a lot of suspense. Uh, Switch Hunt. Switch Hunt, kind of a play on the Witch Hunt type thing. Just builds up for a while. And there's part of the film where it's like, well, can they can they get the plans? Much darker tone of Dios Irae. Keeps going. Pauses for a second. Continues to build up. Just for a second, though. Keeps building up to it. Think we're gonna get it. And then it goes right back into what we already got. Full DS array right here. And then Michael Giacchino finally gives it to us. And it's so much more satisfying than it should be. Because we waited for this. Even just in our subconscious, even if, like, we, if we didn't really think about it. Here it is. One last time by the Guardians of Wills. Sweet. For Chirrut. Most popular character in the film. According to StarWars.com in May of 2017, there was a poll. And uh, Chirrut Imwe won mo mo most popular character by a landslide. My fa favorite character in the film was Cassie Andor, though. He's one of my, my favorite characters in Star Wars. I'm so happy he's getting his own uh, Disney Plus spin-off series.
your father would be proud of you your, or your father would be proud transmission impossible this film was actually pushed back because of the film Mi Mi mission impossible rogue nation because of how similar the titles were Jin really is a full hero. about to get uh we're about to get the battlefront 2 scarif update which i'm super excited about i'm super excited to get that because scarif was one of my favorite parts of uh the original battlefront game in 2015 getting played on scarif let's see if i can find a release date April 2020. So this month, this month we're getting the Scarif update.
last time we get the hope. Uh, not really. This epic video moment hope. Now we're gonna play this first. The uh, joke title here Live and Let Jedi. Now here's hope on oh, stupid ad for Quibi. Alright, so this is hope right here. I'm playing this. Alright, right. uh, we're gonna play this at two. We're gonna try this at 1.75 speed. So you get the Imperial March here. Things at 2x speed now. This really is the Imperial March. Right there. So that's really good catch to the guy that... can't remember his name, but this... The guy that brought it up the first time really was... hated. People were like, no, that you're so... You could not be further from the truth right here. Now we ri now we're getting no uh rebel blockade runner get to see a de-aged Leia or Organa Organa. Mm -hmm. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, they don't have that in here. And we're not done yet. You have the Jin Erso and Hope Suite. None of these have pun titles. Mm 
Actually, I recommend thinking about breaking Endgame up into two parts. At least recording-wise. These are all concert tracks right here, so none of these appear in the film in full. Yeah, so Michael Giacchino, I just found this quote here. He says, when he's talking about the score, it does borrow from traditions that both John Williams and George Lucas borrowed from when they made the original Star Wars, you know. George was looking at Flash Gordon, the old serials, and John was looking at Gustav Holst. At Gustav Holst and different composers along the way to get a baseline for what he, he wanted to communicate. There is a wonderful musical language that put jo that John put together for the original films. I wanted to honor that vernacular, but still do something new with it. Something that was still me, in a way. And I think that's, that he did that, he did that very, very well, because he, he was able to, you know, just blend together. He was able to, like, take himself. He was able to, like, his his own interest. He's able to put John's interest, what, what, what Williams' interest in there, and still make it sound like Star Wars. And that's something. It's not an easy task, especially when you're the first person, especially when you're just the second person to ever do a live action theatrical Star Wars film. You no, know, and just coming right out of the Force Awakens. That's one of that is one of, just one of the greatest film scores of all time. I think it will, you know, I think it will go up there at some point. It'll become a classic one day.
Use the Imperial Suite. I've just been humming this for years. I've been humming this for like three and a half years now. Now that I'm here, here, here again, it'll probably be like 12. Because this is ma made me, just listening to this word made me really want to go back and rewatch this movie. Because this is me like, there are very few mo movies that get better each time you rewatch them. Rogue One and Solo are some of those movies that just in increasingly get better the more time you, the more you watch them. And I find that the same with The Rise of Skywalker also. Like, first time I came out of The Rise of Skywalker, I didn't like it as much as I do now. Like, now I, I love that movie. So I should record our commentary track for that tomorrow. For kid commentaries. That episode will be released on April 14th. Guardians of the Wills.
I think it's great that Michael Jackson was able to compose so much for this film. Like, he makes it all just so different from what we've previously gotten with the Star Wars films. Alright, well, we are the Cinema Soundtrack Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. Uh, if you want to send us your feedback, send uh, send to us at cinemasoundtrackpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll read it here on the show. Or send us a voice memo. Uh, just record the voice memo on your phone and send it to us at the same email address. And we'll play it here on the show. Uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Because those help out the podcast so so much it helps people be able to find the show so much easier and um we love to and, and we love to hear your reviews for the show uh they make us want to do they make they make me, me want to do more podcasts uh, uh follow us on instagram at kid commentaries network and check out our website which is kid commentaries network.com so thank you guys so so much for listening i'm drew gretch uh Rebellions are built on hope.